Welcome to the Balanced Boss Podcast, where we discuss how to live abundantly in all areas of your life. Here is your host and work-life balance coach, Lauren Zola. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Balance Boss Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Zoller, and I'm excited for today's guest. We have Jane Tavakalian on the show. Jane is an international certified health and life coach, motivational speaker, business strategist, and Reiki healer for sensitive people and empaths. Her goal? To empower empaths and all sensitive people to feel alive again while finding their calling to create a heart-centered, abundant life. She resides in Sarasota, Florida with her husband and her three beautiful children, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today. Jane, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Hi. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. How's your morning so far? It's great. You know, I live in Florida. I try to go outside and walk every day, connect to nature, connect to animals. We have a bunch of them here. So it's it's always a good way to start the day. I feel very blessed. (laughs) Good, good. So today's topic, which I'm really excited for all the listeners to hear about, we're going to talk about empaths and we're going to talk about why the world really needs more sensitive people, but also how people can, if they are an empath, which I know we're going to kind of dive into, how they can use that to help them excel both in life, but also in the workplace. So since this is the Balance Boss podcast, we do talk a lot about the balance between life and work and how you kind of manage those two things. So I always like to begin the show with an intention setting, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. Oh, yes. (laughs) Okay, good. So I want you to set an intention for today's show. So how do you want the listeners to feel? Um, What do you want them to take away from our time together today? Uh, So my intention would be, you know, you're absolutely right about intentions. I wake up, I set intentions every day, and I teach my students and clients the same. Uh, My intention today would be that if I can inspire, if you're a sensitive person, if I can inspire you to view your sensitivity as a strength rather than the weakness, um, because, you know, in the social world, sometimes we're told not to be too sensitive. And so you can feel empowered by feeling all of the things and feelings in the world um, and use them to your advantage. That would be my intention for today. I love that. So can you, I'm sure that leads into your story because this is so specific. I feel like what, what you do and how you help people, the way that you use your vehicle is so related to your personal story. So can you dive into that a little bit as to why you wanted to set that intention, but also why, what led you to the space of intuitive coaching? Yeah, absolutely. So my whole life, I've been um, very sensitive. I felt like a weirdo. I felt like I didn't belong in this world. And the things that were interesting to other people going and partying and socializing, I've done that for a while. But then, you know, when I settled in, I got married, I had children. um, And I was a mom at that point. I was like, there's something else that's not fulfilling enough. There, I know there is something else that's calling and I don't know what it is. So I started, you know, um, getting trained as a certified health coach and I started helping people on how to feel good in their body. And I also experimented with different diets, but I felt that that was not it. I felt there is like, if, if, uh, if I can add the mindset shift to it, that probably will work better. So. After years and years and years of searching and uh, feeling, you know, completely 
um, feeling mood swings, feeling good one moment and completely depleted, especially if I go to crowded areas and malls another moment, really left me thinking that there's something wrong with me. And I felt like an outsider. I felt like I didn't belong. So the moment when I actually realized and I heard the word empath, and that changed everything for me. And after that, I heard the call. It was very clear call within me that you got to go help other sensitive people and empath. And that's how I ended up on this journey. Oh, wow. It's so interesting that you found your way there too, because I think that, especially when it comes to kind of the coaching realm, there are so many people that, you know, even that I deal with in my coaching practice who feel this pressure of what you're speaking about, about having to constantly be on all the time and not understanding that if you are an empath, you really do need that time to recharge and you need Mm -hmm. that time to kind of step back. And that's an okay thing. Um, I know even from my own personal story, I grew up in that same way. And I think that all of us as coaches in a certain way are empaths. I mean, we are, mm-hmm. that's why we are in the certain you know realm that we're in. Um, so that's incredible that you were able to tap into that because there are so many people that don't understand that exactly what you were explaining, that, that need of having to refill your cup by just tuning out. Um, yeah. it's, so important. it's so important. Yeah. As I always say, you're absolutely right. As I always say, if you can feel, you can heal. So whether you want to heal yourself or someone else, you know, uh, I do believe that a lot of empaths are intuitive healers and they will make great coaches. Um, there's also a point that they will enjoy working for themselves or for someone else or in a big corporate industry, you know, where they can pick up all of these feelings yeah. and energies around them. So that's, If you feel guided, maybe even listening to this episode, feel guided and always knew in your heart that's what you want to do. I always say it's never, it's not going to go away. So I would listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. on that same subject, if someone, I want to dive just a little bit deeper. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people that aren't familiar with the term empath. And I know that it's, it is a, a term that is, has been kind of brought to light recently. But if someone's never heard that term, can you give some kind of some telltale signs as to whether or not someone is an empath and how will they know if they have those certain things that label themselves as an empath? Yeah, absolutely. So empaths are highly sensitive people who absorb other people's energies, feelings, and emotions. And sometimes, you know, there are different types of empath. You can be, let's say, a physical empath, and you can feel other people's pain in your body as well. So, uh, you know, there's also a study about neuro, uh, mirror neuron research about how we reflect in our body. Like, we don't have those filters, you know, mm-hmm. that other people do, so we can't block it off. And that way we technically, we, we just, we just pick it up and feel it in our own body. And another reason why we do that as empaths, because we care a lot about other people and sometimes we end up being people pleasers. That's why boundaries are essential, essential. And that's what I teach. And uh, when we become, you know, there's also something that I teach, you know, they're unaware empath and they're empowered empath. So there are two different things. When you're unaware empath, 
you are not connected to that divine power within you and uh, you seek for validation from other people mm -hmm. and you try to please people, you try to help them even if they're not ready to be helped. And that's how you pull yourself into their vibration, so to speak. And when you become an empowered empath, you know how to set boundaries, you know how to clearly communicate your needs, you know how to talk about your needs in your relationships or in workplace. And it just changes everything. You feel your power. You feel like you can help others without feeling drained. Oh, I wish that I had this information 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, right. I was the same way. I'm like, whoa, that would help, right? Where did it go? It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And I... It's funny because even my family will be like, gosh, because I'll, you know, I'll go to family functions and I will have a ton of family time. And then I have to retreat. I literally have to take myself out and, and recharge, give myself time to, you know, do some yoga or go to my meditation mat and, or take time to reflect journal. And my family doesn't understand. They're like, we don't understand why you need to take that time away. And I'm kind of, some of this is a little off the cuff of where we were going to go, but how do you deal with family members and friends who maybe don't have experience with the the knowledge and or the languaging around empath mm -hmm. because I think that's something that I have dealt with a lot in my life and I'm sure that some of the listeners when they start to, to hear this are probably mm -hmm. dealing with it as well how do you deal yeah. with family members who don't really understand or recognize that you need that time to take away because you are an empath and you take on everyone's energy and you need time to be able to kind of shed that in a healthy manner, but also reconnect to yourself? Absolutely. It's such a good question. And, um, you know, empaths are always about helping others. And let's say if in your family you've been, uh, you know, you've been putting yourself on a back burner while helping others, people got used to it already, right? Mm -hmm. So people got used if you're pleasing them, even though you can't please anyone. You can only please yourself and make yourself happy. And that happened in my relationship as well. When I was, I was feeling very nervous when I had to tell my husband that, you know what? I'm an empath. I'm highly sensitive. I can't watch certain movies with you, certain programs. They're violent. Let's say I need my time alone. Um, you know, it, it was just very nerve wracking because I never got used to attending to my own needs. So when you actually decide to do that, it, it might be uncomfortable, but you need to clearly communicate what you need. And, you know, people might not approve of you and that's okay because people always will be referring to themselves, you know, right. how you can help me, how, what can I get from you yes. when empaths are functioning the other way, you know, they're putting themselves in a back burner. It's like, how can I help you? You need my help? I'll be there. You know, yeah. if you're on a phone call with your friend, something happened, I'm driving there. I'll be there, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and there are people who appreciate that and people who don't and people who don't appreciate that. That's when we set boundaries to those people and without taking anything personal, really, because I always say setting boundaries. It's like when baby learns to walk, yes. the baby will fall many times. It's, it's a new skill. You know, if you've never done that before, it will be uncomfortable. Right, right. Um, I don't know if you follow, I'm sure that you do, but I don't know if you follow Brene Brown mm. and any of her work. She has um, a beautiful video out there on boundaries. And it's, it's funny, whenever I work with my clients, that's the very first step that we take. Because I think as adults, that is something that we have. Children are very good at setting boundaries. 
mm-hmm. when they're younger because they don't, they're not stuck in what the other person thinks. They just set the boundary for themselves because they know that that's what they need in order to feel good to a certain extent. And I think that it's mm-hmm. definitely a learned behavior to switch into the space of I'm going to hurt this other person. So I don't want to set this boundary. And especially what I love that you brought up is that empaths, we have to set boundaries. It's so important. So I love that you brought that up, but even not just, and this is going to kind of transition to where I want to go, not just for empaths, but boundaries are so important for every person Mm -hmm. to set, whether you're an empath or not. So how can someone who, whether they label themselves as an empath or not, how can they use this notion of sensitivity um, to kind of function at home, but also to function in the workplace from a, you know, from a high level of functioning. So how can they Mm -hmm. use, use this empathy and use this compassion and use this empath type to kind of function where they need to function? Okay. Uh, That's a great question. And, um, I always say that it starts within you. It starts with the practice, you know, and that's what I teach. If you attend to your own needs first and uh, you attend to your practice, you feel you get disciplined with daily practice to attend to your own needs, you become empowered and you don't feel so guilty, uh, you know, taking time alone or you don't feel like you have to save someone or to fix someone. And, uh, and that's what happens when you are unaware empath. You know, you struggle with everything that is happening within you, with all of the pain that you accumulated for years. And uh, when you really take time and say, this is serving me, I'm going to do that. Or when you say maybe for the first time to your friend, you know, who is inviting you to a big concert and you say, you know what, this is not working for me today. I feel like staying home and reading a book. Even mm-hmm. those little moments, you know, you become empowered. You feel that power slowly building in. And um, going back to your question, how can we use our sensitivity and empathy towards others? We have to give that to ourselves first. Because if we're not going to be empathetic with ourselves, that's what happens with empath. If the cup is not even half full, we want to help. Well, yeah. We can't help from that place. So when we give the same that we want to give to other people, and I usually say, if you feel called to help that person, then maybe within yourself, you need the same help at this, at this mm-hmm. moment. You know, at this moment, there's something else that triggered you within you. So it's always go back, create a practice, you know, any kind of spiritual practice that works for you. Meditation, I always recommend meditating in the morning, um, you know, centering your thoughts and uh, getting rid of ego. So. Yes. Those are the things that, um, you know, help you become empowered. And it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. But it's once you do that, you become unstoppable. Yeah. So would you say that the first step for someone to take, I I had this conversation with a family member um, who is definitely an undiagnosed empath. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. We had the conversation last week. And they cannot wrap their head around the fact that we that you have to put yourself first that you have to come first before you can truly pour into someone else. And I know that's a mindset shift. Like that's mm-hmm. really a true mindset shift. So if someone's trying to tap into that space of being okay with putting themselves first, because they're so mm-hmm. used to giving, like mm-hmm. giving away that energy, 
would you say that the first step is a meditation practice or what would you advise would be a first step for someone if they want to start to tap into that space of putting themselves first before other people? Yes, absolutely. You want to start with um, meditation uh, intention settings, uh, you know, setting your intentions in the morning. And uh, I always say you are of no value to others when you don't take care of yourself. And uh, that person might want to help someone, but it's it's not going to be productive. It's not going to go anywhere. And right. that person is not going to feel good as well because there is, you know, um, they will take on that pain and energy into their own energy field. Uh, yeah, so starting creating a morning practice is very important and committing. You know, a lot of people give up easily because they think they have to be perfect. And mm. I always say you don't have to feel peaceful from the first meditation. No, you're going to feel very uncomfortable and it's even called active meditation. So you just want to keep going, keep going because, because no one else can do it for you. Yeah. And eventually you'll, eventually it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And when I give my practice to my clients, I say, do it at least for 21 days. Yeah. You're going to see the shift at least for 21 days. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. I think that's something that oh. I always try to give tangible takeaways that we can just start to apply, even if we've never, because there's a lot of new practices that are introduced on the podcast and I want people to be able to have that here's the first step that I can take mm-hmm. if I want to start to make change here. But I kind of want to shift the focus a little bit since it is the balance boss and we do talk a lot about the workplace. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this is, this is one of my, I'm really excited to hear your answer on this, but there's this stigma and kind of this thought theory in the corporate world that C-suite level executives. So people that are high up in corporations, VPs, CEOs, maybe even founders of companies. Um, there's this thought and this notion that they must be able to turn off their emotions to achieve success. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know your thoughts on that. And I want to know, can you, I really want you to debunk this stigma. <laughs> yeah. And I want you to really give us some, and maybe you can't, right? Maybe that's, that's what we're about to find out. But can you give us your thoughts on this? And because I feel like it's holding so many people back from true yeah. happiness and it starts to unravel into other areas of life. Absolutely. You know, people, unfortunately, people unhappy when they are, uh, valuing other people's opinions more than their own. And if, if there is the stigma that you shut down your feelings, you know, show up as you got it all together and, uh, you know, keep going in that direction. And if you're highly sensitive, you can only maybe do it for a little bit and pretend to be someone you're not, especially empaths are really good in, you know, taking on these different personalities when people are around them. So, but if you're not going to be true to yourself, you're not going to go far. And Mm. in, in, in the work environment, like you have to embrace how sensitive you are, even if you want to talk about that, you know, uh, talk about that, you know, and express your feelings and emotions. But I, I would also say that, um, as much as you want to express yourself in work, that you're sensitive, Continue to do that in your day-to-day life when you're at home, when you, when you need a lot of time to recharge, give yourself that permission. Listening to what you need, listening to your own opinions within you, what it means like to, to be your true self. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and I truly believe 
that. Let me give you an example. When I started my business and I started by doing readings, like angel card readings, I'm a psychic. And I used to do them and I was very nervous to put out there the word psychic in my bio because I always felt that it has different, you know, association with different things and sometimes not necessarily good ones. And I always felt how people would actually react if someone is not looking for a reading, but they just want to, you know, energy protection tools. So it was a big dilemma for me. But when I listened to my intuition, actually, and I put it out there, I made way more money. I felt way more powerful. Mm. I had way more clients because that was my true self. At that moment, I was doing readings and I am a psychic, you know, so I put it out there. And when I learned that, that, that little shift, um, you know, that was everything for me that I got to embrace my true self, no matter what people say. Right, right. So I think the biggest takeaway for me in that entire kind of bit was that you can get so far, like you can get so far as a C-suite executive, turning those feelings off if it really is something that is in your nature. But at a certain, at a certain point, you're going to hit a wall, you're going to hit a ceiling Mm -hmm. breakthrough because you're not bringing your full self to work. Absolutely. And you're going to be unhappy. You know, you can get there um, and achieve certain things. But uh, the question is, do you want to be happy? And if you're going to keep valuing what other people think of you or think what you should do, you putting your happiness into their hands and they will never make you happy. So that's the question about happiness, really. How do you want to feel? Yeah, very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. And what if someone doesn't have, what if sensitivity is, is a hard thing for someone and they can't tap into that? Because I'm a firm believer and maybe you're, I'm sure that you are too, that everybody has some sort of level of sensitivity or some sort of level of empath within them. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of us are, are better at tapping into that than others. So if someone hasn't mm-hmm they have a hard time tapping into sensitivity or they have a hard time tapping into this space of empathy to connect with other people at work and at home, what can they start to do to make that shift? And why is it so important? Like, why is it important for somebody to be able to access that in the workplace? Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are people, what I call, there's like a spectrum of sensitivity and you can be somewhere over here when you have no sensitivity or a little bit of sensitivity, you know, uh, and it gradually raises. And I would say empaths are on this, the other end of feeling everything so strongly. And I, I don't know if you heard about EQ, emotional intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. And I read an article recently that it said that EQ is even more important than IQ. And, you know, more and more people become aware about this emotional intelligence, what it really how powerful it is. And I, trust me, I've known people who um, don't have empathy or have very little empathy and they're generally unhappy people. And uh, it's really up to them to tap into that uh, space, you know, but usually when people um, on that level, they, they are still struggling. They, they don't know who they are. They don't have self-awareness. Once you practice any spiritual practice, you tap into that more and more each day. Mm-hmm. So, and I would also say, if you're not highly sensitive, embrace that as well. 
it, it, it doesn't mean that only if you're sensitive, you're great, you know, everything will be great. But I would say embrace yourself wherever you are, however you feel. I notice sometimes that I can be sensitive, but since I work on myself for so many years, I can uh, be uh, okay when, when something, you know, when I see someone in pain or someone is struggling, right? I can help them if they're ready for that. If they're not, I will be completely okay stepping away. Yeah. So that also, you know, embracing yourself wherever you are at this moment. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jane, it has been so amazing having you on the show today. <laughs> yeah, we've learned so much. I have learned so much. This is something that, like I said, I wish I would have had this information 10 years ago because my life would be completely different. <laughs> I would have been able to embrace who I actually was. So hopefully someone yeah. that's listening will be able to do that. Um at a time that's vital for them. But before we go, because I know you have mm -hmm. so much, you have a ton of exciting things. I was, you know, checking out all of the things that you offer on your website. Can you let us know what's next for you? Just take this time to kind of promote yourself. What courses do you have coming up? Um, where can people find you? Yeah. So people can find me at my website uh, at uh, newsoulacademy.com. And also on my Instagram, where I post daily inspiration for empath and sensitive people and, you know, for motivation, uh, everyday motivation and inspiration. And it's at uh, Jane-Lightworker. So uh, I have a lot of plans. Uh, you know, recently I started doing new projects and I'm very busy in my projects currently. And I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. I offer uh, group calls. I offer digital classes. And you guys can find all of that information on my website. And I'm also planning my future life events. Um, and soon it will be also up on the website, the, the future dates and places where I'm going to teach my masterclass. Great. Well, I will make sure that we include those in the show notes so that everybody can <laughs> follow along and find you. And if they want to work with you, they can do that there as well. Jane, thank you so, so much for sharing your knowledge and sharing your heart and sharing the space with us today. So hopefully we will have you on the show again soon. Thank you, Lauren. It's been such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, have a great rest of your day. Yes. Thank you. Goodbye. You too. Thank you.